Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Gators Breakdown. The Gators Fan Podcast, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. Gators Breakdown, episode 144, is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter, at GatorDave underscore SDC. And joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown, from Swamp 24-7, 24 Sports for the Gator site, is Blake Alderman. You can find Blake on Twitter at Blake underscore Alderman, Alderman and all his work on Swamp 24-7. Blake, I got, I got an important question to ask you. How much food did you get to eat at the Gator Grill out? Did you get pied in the face, and were you the last one standing in Fortnite? Definitely yes on Fortnite. Dropped it <laughs> tilted. Uh, actually didn't get any food. That was the one thing that I was probably the most sad about throughout the day because not only did I have to see the food, smell the food, I had to watch everybody else eat the food, see pictures of the food. So was definitely pretty salty about that because I was definitely <laughs> starving on my way home when I grabbed like, I don't know, some terrible thing on the way home. <laughs> All because you had to work and go home and write, right? Pretty much. You know, yeah. I was just that urgent and dedicated. So, you know. Uh so I can't believe you didn't uh, take part in uh, in pieing people in the face, I guess. I'm a little jealous of that, too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I will ask who you wanted to pie in the face. I don't know. I don't know if they had enough pies for that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but it looks like it was a good time had by all there. Yeah, you know, it looked overall from talking with the kids and, you know, kind of getting their feel of recruits there, you know, it, it seemed like the overall consensus was that it wasn't a – come to visit, we'll tour you around, kind of the same old, you know, same old, same old, you could really get at any visit. You know, these guys were more about, you know, bringing your family, creating that family atmosphere, you know, that, that you know, just kind of kick your feet up and come hang out and, you know, come see what Florida's about, get a bond with the coaches and not necessarily have to hear a sales pitch or anything like that. So, you know, I think the kids kind of like that, you know, overall the, you know, the, the feedback out of that seemed positive from the, from the recruits that were there. And, uh, you know, I think Florida made a good impression on some of these kids. That sounds good. That did definitely seem to be to be the theme. It's just a laid back attitude. You know, it it really was a a cookout, a, a grill out, uh, however you want to determine it for for Florida. But it was definitely uh, like you were in your backyard with your own family, I guess. Yeah, you know, a lot of kids brought you know almost their whole family. Uh, you know, like not just mom and dad. Like I mean, like grandma, you know, cousins, you know, aunts and uncles. Like I mean, there was there was some of these kids brought like, quite a bit of their family. So you know, it really was like that family like atmosphere. There was. You know, little games, like you said, the pie eating contest, limbo. They had a big water balloon fight out there with the coaches and some of the current players. 
uh, you know, games, you know, cornhole, things like that, that were set up. And, you know, like a, they had like a snow cone truck there that was, you know, for like the, some of the smaller kids there. So, you know, I mean, there was really a lot of things that it was, I had one of the kids that mentioned it was almost kind of like a fair, you know? So I think that a lot of kids really liked that, you know, a lot of family members liked that. And, uh, I think that it was, you know, kind of good time for some of these, you know, kids and especially family members, because this is such a family decision for some of these kids. So I think that might've been the most important thing, if not anything. Absolutely. So before we dive into specifics with certain players and stuff, uh, help those guys out with Blake and them guys, you can go join swamp 24 seven. It's the best site for Gators coverage out there. Uh, you can get Blake's recruiting thoughts and updates there, along with uh, all other Gator sports coverage from our friend Thomas Goldcamp, who joins us here on Gators Breakdown every now and then, and Luke Stampini as well over at Swap 24-7. And remember, you can find Gators Breakdown on newsforjacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. There you will find Gators Breakdown episodes as well as articles from the News for Jack sports team. That's newsforjacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. Also, catch the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and here, live on YouTube. You can go back and watch the video version. Uh, I know a lot of you check that out uh, after the fact as well. So uh, follow the Gators Breakdown on Twitter and on Facebook at Gators Breakdown. And, hey, look, go leave us a review on iTunes. Please rate and review the show there. Subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out there uh, on uh, Gators Breakdown. So, Blake, we'll, we'll dive into to the specifics of some of these players I know there are the few targets that Florida really impressed with. Uh, Florida really impressed at the grill out. Uh, who did Florida help themselves with the most there uh, on Saturday? You know, I think that the three names that immediately jump out to me is probably tight end Jaleel Billingsley. Is probably probably the number one that I think Florida really made an impression with. This was his first time on campus. He brought mom and dad and. You could really tell that Larry Scott has this guy really high on his wish list. You know, this was a guy that. Larry Scott didn't venture very far from almost the entire day, you know, at the, you know, the cookout event, showing the family around uh, on their little golf carts, kind of giving them a tour uh, where it was, you know, the family and Jaleel and, and a staffer driving one. And then behind here comes Larry Scott, you know, personally driving the mom around and showing her and, and, you know, them laughing. And, you know, it just, it just seemed like they really did hit it off. So I think that that was probably the one kid that Florida made probably the biggest impression on. Uh, heading into it, had mentioned Illinois and Florida were kind of battling it out. H- had been seen to be trending more towards Illinois, you know, staying close to home. That's where he's from. But following this visit, Florida's, you know, the top school right there. Uh, he said that he even thought about pulling the trigger and committing on the visit. He's obviously returned home from there. But, uh, you know, it seems like Florida continues to trend there more and more. And uh, he seems to me possibly maybe moving up a timeline. He had wanted to maybe have a commitment sometime around the end of the summer, but I think Florida's done a good job that they could be something to watch here. Maybe coming up in the next, you know, I don't know, maybe a couple days, week, you know, we'll see how the things go out there. But, you know, I think that Florida seems to have a lot of momentum in this recruitment. Uh, another guy, Lloyd Summerall, the four-star kind of weak side hybrid rush defensive end. Florida's really impressed this guy starting all the way back to April. He, he took his first visit there. He got a chance to hang out with Todd Grantham and, and you know Mullen and a couple of these other coaches. And they really kind of sold him on this scheme fit of fitting into that 3-4 as that stand-up hybrid type of rusher. Uh, he had kind of been seen more as an in-state battle, the big three kind of battle there. But with Florida really running a defense that kind of better suits what he thinks is the best fit for him in the NFL, I think it has Florida trending coming back, bringing mom and family and, you know, all these other guys that were part of his family there, getting closer to the staff. They seem to be more and more on board. I don't think this is a recruitment that it, maybe not like Billingsley where you could see sort of a quick turnaround. Uh, mm-hmm. Lloyd seems to be saying more towards later in the fall. I start to maybe think that he's a guy that could move it up depending how many more visits he gets under his belt as we kind of continue here through the summer. But either way, I think Florida might be the leader in the clubhouse here. Another one, uh, four-star defensive end Nathan Pickering out of Mississippi. 
uh, relationship goes all the way back with Mullen, all the way back to his freshman year. Uh, was a, kind of a frequent visitor to Mississippi State. You know, obviously getting a chance to bond with Mullen and a lot of other staff members there. That relationship has not really changed since he's been to Gainesville, since Mullen has been to Gainesville. And Pickering has made two visits this offseason, and this is an eight-hour drive that he's made twice now so that he oh, can wow. come in and, and make that visit and show effort there. So, you know, Florida seems to be another guy that's trending a lot there. They, they if this guy, I, I wouldn't say he's the upper crust of the of the recruiting board overall, regardless of position. This is a guy that Florida wants badly. They like how he could play some tackle. He could play some end. So he's a versatile guy that, you know, they're looking to really plug in there now. Um, you know, those are probably the three that really jump out the most is guys that Florida really impressed, just kind of looking through my own visitor list there. But, uh, you know, th- those are probably the ones that stick out the most from the guys that did show up there. Yeah, summer all, you know, it was good to get him back on campus. And I know there were a lot of positive vibes from the first time he was on campus. And, you know, sure. to, to keep hearing uh, his name brought up and, and the interest from his side, uh, I really like that. Also, Pickering out of Mississippi, I, as you said, if you can, if Mullen can continue that relationship and get one of the bigs out of out of Mississippi, one of the top players there, uh, I think that really speaks when all of, you know, other schools, whether he stays in state, you know, you can't really blame kids for staying in state. You don't want to want to see, you know, Mullen with the relationship he has with Mississippi kids, you would hate to see him go to another out-of-state school. <laughs> if he's going out-of-state, you would hope that would be Florida. Definitely. Uh, and, you know, he seems to be making that effort to come back. You know, he came down with another recruit out of Mississippi, Dennis Jackson, a four-star wide receiver. And at one point when we were interviewing uh, Nathan after his visit, he rode down with, with Dennis's family. And at one point they weren't sure that they were going to make it. And Nathan mm-hmm. was, you know, calling him on the phone. Come on, man, we got to make it. Trust me. You, you know, Florida is a place you want to visit. So I think that that spoke more than anything that Nathan had to say during that interview was that he was, you know, kind of on his boys back about, come on, man, we got to get down there. <laughs> we know we got to see this place. Trust me. Trust me. So I think it shows that Florida's really got some momentum there. Yeah. And the thing about Billingsley Blake, and I think all we really have to say is Alabama offered today. <laughs> Definitely. You know, that was one that I think in a little while people were like, you know, what's going on? You know, we'll see what's happening. Of course, you know, there's there's talk of it maybe moving up a timeline and here we go. But, uh, you know, I don't think there's going to be much change there. But, uh, you yeah. know, it's definitely nice to see that uh, Alabama is, is, you know, throwing in an offer. You know, it's kind of like the what do you call it? Like the, the measuring stick of recruits yeah. for some of these guys is, oh, yeah, is Alabama off? Yeah, there we go. So. The seal of approval. There we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Blake, uh, four-star offensive lineman Will Putnam had good things to say about the event as well and good things to say about Florida, but he comes from the not-so-friendly uh, to the Gators plant high. Uh, but it really looks like he's uh, that Florida's done a good job here of getting his interest. Definitely. You know, this is a guy that, you know, he's an academic kid, you know, so there's some some sway in there. Um, you, you know, he's, he's a, uh, an in-state kid that's gotten on campus twice now, you know, he's, he's pretty close with Hevesy seems kind of like a, you know, he comes from a military family. So he's a guy that's not only has moved around a lot and doesn't really have any, any preference of going back to where he's grown up from, you know, staying in Florida. So I think he's a kid that is, you know, genuinely open with his recruitment. Um, but you know, again, that military background, you know, Hevesy has been kind of a guy that, you know, I don't want to say drill instructor, but, you know, he's he's runs his practice like that. You know, he, he's a, you know, kind of a no BS guy. And I think that Putnam likes that aspect about that because it kind of reminds him something that he is familiar with. So, you know, I think that Florida is definitely in it. Um, you know, I think that maybe even some schools in the Midwest, you know, this is a guy that doesn't really seem to have any kind of ties anywhere because he has moved around a lot. He mentioned some time in, in Hawaii where he lived at one point. He's obviously in Florida now out in the Midwest. I believe he's from Illinois or, or uh, Iowa, some, somewhere, you know, something like that. So, you know, he's a genuinely open kid, I think with his recruitment, but he is going to start narrowing things down. 
Uh, Georgia visits were mentioned. I believe he's going to be at Auburn on June 2nd. So, you know, I think he really is doing his due diligence, but I do think that Florida having two visits there, you know, they're definitely in it. And, uh, you know, they're just going to have to keep, you know, kind of plugging away and chipping away and and obviously getting him back on campus again would be big. Blake, let's go back big picture a little bit. And you've seen it on the Swap 24-7 message board and all over social media as well. Uh, but there seems to be two factions uh, of the fan base right now when it comes to state of recruiting right now under Dan Mullen. Um, you know, he had a good close on his first signing period, but some are worried about where the 2019 class stands right now uh, in late May. Our Gators are 23rd in recruiting right now in 24-7 sports with eight commits, six three-stars, two four-stars, 10th uh, in the SEC. Uh, in in-state schools, Florida State and Miami are also currently in the top 10 in recruiting. So I certainly get the worry from some of the fan base when it looks like Florida is is looking, you know, at at maybe falling behind on the trail. Uh, But many point out, and of course it's still May, uh, there's plenty of time left for Mullen to bring in quality players and and bolster uh, the class and and climb the rankings. So, Blake, how do you assess the the recruiting as we head into the summer months? And and Bill Sykes and I talked, and this is something he'd like for you to extend on, if players are looking for results on the field, what are they wanting to see from Dan Mullen that he didn't show at Mississippi State already? I think it's not necessarily something he hasn't shown at Mississippi State. I think kids in general just kind of want to see where Florida is going to go from there. You know, having a bad season there, you know, new coach, you know, who's kind of preaching a new vibe and new things there. So I think kids really just kind of want to see how things translate on the field. Do I think that that goes hand in hand with recruiting? Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. I think it's hard to say, but it's kind of go back to that question of, you know, the state of recruiting, if, if, if you want to call it that. I do think that, you know, I understand where fans come from because they're seeing other schools get kids and, you know, it's kind of one of those things, well, look where our rivals are, you Mm -hmm. know, all that. I understand that. But I think for me, from a a judging where your class is kind of deal, I I think you always kind of have to see where you're at at the end of summer. You know, I think that that's kind of my measuring stick where I'm kind of waiting to see where things are and kind of give my own opinion from there. Because I think around the end of summer when you have that rush of guys that make their decision before the season or, you know, have taken some of these, you know, June uh, official visits and, and kind of want to have a quick decision turning around there, I, I think that's where you see where your nucleus of your class is at. It's right there at the end of summer, kind of heading the season. Because when the season starts up, some of these kids do kind of tend to go underground. You know, they focus on their own season, their senior season, school starting up. You know, they, they may pick some official visits here and there and kind of maybe gear towards a later decision in the fall. So for me, I think that you have to gauge where things are at near the end of summer, kind of see where things are coming up with, you know, these camps, some kids will start setting some decision dates and kind of figuring things out on their own. And, and, you know, I think that's kind of where Florida's at now is they're kind of have used this spring to kind of set up and maybe make a run sometime there in the summer heading into right before that dead period that starts the uh, end of June. Yeah, like I said, I, I certainly get both sides of it, but uh, I'm kind of you know holding that bay uh, as well right now, just because you, you do hear so much good coming out of these visits, and I know sure. a lot of fans are tired of hearing uh, the energies there, and it looks uh, Florida feels so much better uh, compared. You know, when you were talking to recruits right now, compared to recruits there, you know, they they, they say the energies there, everything looks better at Florida, but still, none of the big names have really come in yet. So I, I get that worry, but there is still a little bit of time. Sure. You know, a lot of big name guys, you know, they aren't in a hurry to make a decision. You know, a lot of the bigger guys, they want to take all their visits, you know, that they like being recruited. You know, that's even kind of a thing with not even kids that are, you know, five-star recruits or even, you know, some kids like to be recruited. They like to be talking, you know, talking to coaches. They like to take visits, you know, so I think that a lot of kids in general, 
they like it until it starts to get near the end of summer and they realize that the season's coming and it's time to get serious. So, you know, I think that's, that's where, you know, Florida seems to be, like you said, you know, kids are mentioning, you know, the vibe on these visits. It seems like Florida kind of needs that one stone to fall and, you know, maybe they can have a couple other guys fall in line. And, you know, it seems that's kind of what, at least I, it seems like from, you know, kind of where they're at with, you know, some of these guys like Micah Pittman, you know, Trey Sanders, you know, these are guys that are looking to make a decision end of summer, into the fall there. So, you know, I think Florida could kind of set themselves up for a late run sometime in the summer with how their decision dates are setting up with some of these guys. But, you know, it's kind of what we'll see now. And, and, you know, with this being Mullen's first full class, I am still kind of, you know, feeling these guys out and doing some research on my own. So that's why I'm kind of waiting until the end of summer to see where that nucleus is at and see kind of where, you know, even before I put my own opinion in, because like I said, you know, this is their first, full cycle with kids. So we're kind of still, you know, the jury's still out for me at least. Gotcha. Uh, Blake, so some of the big targets didn't get to show uh, for various reasons uh, to the grill out. Trey Sanders, Kyrie Elam, uh, you know, they they had events uh, in their lives going, you know, in their own lives going on at different times uh, that weren't able to attend. And then you had Tyreek Stevenson who chose to visit Georgia instead uh, how, should, how could some of those be construed to, to Gator fans who targets that didn't show, you know, understandably for some, and you may be disappointed in what Stevenson did by visiting Georgia? You know, I think of those, you know, Stevenson was the only one that was realistically expected. Kair Elam had a spring game that weekend, and actually Billy Gonzalez wasn't at the cookout. He was, you know, on the sidelines watching him in his spring game and also watched Akeem Dent down there in South Florida too. So, you know, Florida still made that effort to go and, and you know, come watch Elam. You know, you couldn't see us, but we'll come see you kind of deal. Um, you know, Trey Sanders was another one that wasn't expected. Uh, you know, he was going to stay home. He had said he was staying home, getting ready to study for finals. Um, so, you know, Stevenson's the one that, you know, you know, it does burn to have a guy that was expected on campus decide to go to Georgia. So, you know, but I do expect that Stevenson is going to be a guy that's going to continue to carry his recruitment probably all the way up to the February signing day. I think there's going to be quite a bit twists and turns. I expect that recruitment to be a pretty wild one as we head into the fall. But, you know, Georgia does, you know, I, I think it does say something that he chose to visit Georgia. And, and I think it shows that Georgia is a legitimate player in this recruitment. Everyone kind of figured it was a Florida Miami battle. Um, I believe that was his fourth visit to Athens and, uh, you know, obviously choosing to go there instead of Florida, I think shows that, you know, that the Bulldogs are a serious contender in here and they should be watched. Yeah. You know, Kirby recruits that South Florida area pretty well. So I'd be interested sure. to, to, to see uh, how he pulls that out there. Um, no, as you said, but hey, look, this is big boy recruiting now, though. Sure. It's, and that's like I said, you know, big boy recruiting, there's twists and turns. And, you know, that people who follow recruiting, they, they know, too, that, you know, there are twists and turns anyways. But some of these, you know, heavy hitters like Florida's chasing after, you know, that, that it's it, this isn't easy, low hanging fruit <laughs> recruitments that, you know, are kind of layups. You know, these these are, you know, legitimate guys Florida's going after. And, I, you know, it's going to be a, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of battles for them as they continue to go through here. So I'm sure this won't be the only one we talk about that gets weird. Yeah, that's the way it should be as well. So, uh, Blake, this comes from my co-host, Will Miles. Uh, he's just going back to this time last year. We knew there was a, a thought that Jim McElwain was feeling some heat uh, from the fan base as far as recruiting goes. Uh, we know there was some, you know, some sense of urgency there because he had the coaching changes, and that really helped on the, on the recruiting trail. Things started to happen at a big Friday Night Lights camp. And since this is Mullen's first season, is there a sense of urgency from the get-go on the trail? You know, I think it's given from the sense of urgency that he had for the 2018 class because, you know, he just got hired. You had early signing day. Uh, that was new. And you're getting guys ready for that. But is, do you sense a sense of urgency for 2019 so far? You know, I, I do. And I, and I think it's because of this new month-long recruiting dead period that's going to start 
from Jan or excuse me from June 25th all the way to July 25th. So I think that there does make some sort of urgency there because you're going to lose almost you know or actually is a, a full month of recruiting there that you know people are not really used to because it is sort of kind of a new dead period there. Uh, at least it's you know fairly new. Um, so you know I think that that's where you're going to see Florida kind of put that emphasis towards those early June official visits for some of these guys, they have a couple guys that are expected in the, the first weekend of June there on the first and, and another one that's going to be in there the following weekend. And I'm sure that list will continue to kind of grow. They obviously have a lot of their summer camps, seven on seven. I believe there's a quarterback camp. Um, and obviously Friday night lights will be there right after that dead period ends in July. So I think you're going to see some urgency to, like I said, you know, where your nucleus is built there. And I think you're seeing some urgency now because there is, you know, about a month left of, you know, them on the spring or excuse me, there's a couple weeks left of them on the spring recruiting trail as they continue to do that. And then obviously you turn into your summer camp. So I think the urgency is there because, you know, you want to kind of try to close out strong and carry that momentum into the season. So I think that that's where you see the urgency now, but overall recruiting wise, uh, you know, I, I think there is some urgency there because, you know, I think that Mullen knows that Florida fans, you know, what they expect of recruiting. So I think that there's going to be some urgency there just because of that. But I, I think more so, you know, you're going to see them really, you know, try to get some of these guys on board and put some urgency towards, you know, trying to get some of these stones to fall and, and kind of, you know, close things out and carry that momentum. So I, I do think you'll see some, you know, some things start to pick up now. Good deal. Good deal. Like a, a little fun here, a little fun question before we get into some listener uh, tweets that were sent in. So we see all these recruit take photos uh, in many of the uniform combinations Florida has. So this is a simple question. What's your favorite Gator uniform combination? All whites. It's always the all whites. There we go. Me too. The stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah. If people are watching the, uh, the uh, YouTube version, they can see the white helmet behind me too. That's how much I liked it. I had to get it set up for a background in the podcast. <laughs> plus too, isn't that the thing too, that when the recruits wore the all white, those are the ones that are coming too. So that's, that, that's the, that's the, I'm sure that's, that's the, the overwhelming, I, that's probably the overwhelming <laughs> fan favorite. I think so. I think so too. I didn't really go too off the cusp with my answer. I feel kind of lame now. I guess I should say blue and white now. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, that's number two. We'll say that. Yeah. The, uh, I like the white helmet though. Either way. I, I saw that the on the some of the recruits now that they're actually had where it was gators on both sides. Yeah, now, not just the double. That was the thing I never liked about the white helmets was the two different decals. Yeah, that didn't bother me so much. But I know there's a lot of fans that don't like even the new slanted F. But I'm a big slanted F logo fan, so hopefully they put that on both sides and they can wear both of them. <laughs> I'm fine with either way as long as it's one <laughs> uniform thing. Just like make your make up your mind. You're right. I think that does seem to be that. That's what irk fans a lot. Uh, was the the double logo that that did that did rub some fans the wrong way i don't blame them all right uh all right so let's get into some listener questions blake that that was sent our way some listeners wanted to ask you some questions so uh remember guys you can find blake and his articles at swap 24 7 on 24 7 sports network uh and this one comes from Kay goodman she goes how many uh or um how many cornerbacks do you see as a take and whom you know i i think that there's some guys that you know florida obviously signing one true corner and Trey Dean last year. I think they're looking to add some depth there. So a couple of guys that really kind of jumped out uh, from that question was uh, Kyer Elam, obviously the, you know, the family ties there and, you know, Florida seems to be, you know, really in there. He seems now to be want to take his recruitment later into the process, but, you know, I, I think Florida is the team to beat now as we kind of wait and see how things go. Uh, Chris Steele, a four star outside of California was just on campus last weekend had been kind of heavily presumed to stick and stay close to home out of USC. But, you know, I think Florida made some some real progress on that visit. 
dad knows Ron English all the way back to his West Coast ties. And, you know, they, they were recruiting him at Mississippi State. Charlton Warren offered him at Tennessee. So, you know, I think Florida made some big noise there, and he's a guy that they like a lot. Uh, Derek Stingley, he'll be there on uh, June 1st weekend for an official visit uh, out of Louisiana. He's the five-star cornerback. He was last on uh, Florida's campus for the spring game. I, I think LSU was tough to beat there. He's a Baton Rouge kid. I think they're going to be tough to beat in the end. But, you know, Florida does seem to probably be the team that is, I, I would say, the most realistic number two. Texas was another official visit, but I, I kind of like Florida's chances a little bit better for now there, uh, kind of going against LSU. But again, I think the Tigers are going to be tough to beat. Uh, Chester Kimbrough, another guy out of uh, Louisiana, is another guy that Florida really likes a lot. Um, he he uh, named Florida his leader after his spring game visit too, and he's another guy that has you know kind of been the pitch of you know hey you and Derek Stingley can come in and you know kind of be that Marco Wilson and C.J. Henderson duo, but only from Louisiana. So I think that that's another guy that they like a lot too. And then obviously Tyreek Stevenson, who we talked about earlier. I think he's a guy that could play corner, safety, nickel. They, they like that versatility, but he's listed as a corner. I think he would prefer to be known as a corner, but knows that he can be versatile there and is okay with kind of seeing the field there. So those are the names that really jump out the most that what I would say would be kind of the, the upper crest, you know, corners that Florida's kind of in the play in the mix for right now. Gotcha. We'll move on to our next one uh, from Christopher Yanes. Um, do you think we will see some 2020 commitments in the coming months to start getting ahead for the next cycle? I think you can. Uh, you know, I think it's kind of hard to say because a lot of these 2020 guys, I think the ones that would probably be the most realistic to expect are the ones that are going to come in and camp and, you know, could maybe jump on an offer right then and there or, you know, kind of, you know, get the vibe from the coaching staff. The one that I, I would say maybe jumps out the most that, you know, just kind of just off the top of my head is Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Gainesville who plans to come camp at Florida, you know, grew up obviously there in Gainesville. So I think that that's the one that kind of jumps out the most to me that, at least one to follow because he does say that he's planning on, you know, taking, you know, more camps. He's, you know, planning to kind of go around and, and you throw for a couple coaches. I guess you could see maybe what an offer sheet looks like after the summer. But, you know, I do think that, that was one at least that I came away talking with him Saturday, thinking that Florida probably was the team to beat just from him having so, you know, much comfortability there with the staff. But I think it's kind of hard to say because Florida, you know, they, they seem to have thrown out a lot of 2020 offers and, you know, they seem to kind of, you know, wanting a lot of these guys to come camp. And I think this summer and, you know, having guys come in and, you know, see what they're made of, I think will kind of help formalize that 2020 board. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. Cause you know, and we saw it too with Mullen, I guess, was it was January, February, they kind of cast it a whole wide net and you started throwing exactly. offers out even to 2019 guys. So as you see, as you're saying, we're seeing that a lot with 2020 guys now too, is casting that wide net and see, I guess, you know, just trying to see who you can reel in easily for to, to begin with. Sure. Offer the ballers and everyone yeah. in between and see how it kind of shakes out seems to be the plan, at least from looking at it. <laughs> Offered a five-star uh, outside linebacker guy from Seattle, to, or no, excuse me, from Washington, at least today. So, you know, they're just kind of throwing out offers yeah. and seeing what sticks, you know, and, and, you know, Florida's, they're trying to recruit on a national brand. So I think that right now it's just kind of, Oh, well, you've got five stars, four stars. You know, oh, yeah, you've got, definitely got a Florida offer. <laughs> All right. Uh, from uh, Jay Myers, 1515, uh, who are Mullins' top three recruits for 2019? I would anyway, say Tyreek. Ty it may not be uh, Mullins, I guess, but if you had to sure. guess. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Mullins <laughs> didn't, you know, give me the, you know, the 411 before I jumped on here. But I, I would think that, you know, three guys that would definitely be in the mix for that. Tyreek Stevenson with his versatility, like I said, you know, he's a big time Florida target in the defensive backfield. They want to get this guy back in the commitment class really bad. Nathan Pickering. 
this is a guy that's known Mullen since his freshman year. You know, he's a position that where he could, you know, kind of move around the defensive line. They have a great shot with him coming off of his couple of visits there. I, you know, he's definitely up there on the board. Trey Sanders, five-star nation's number one running back. You know that a guy like that, you know, Mullen would really like to break this, I guess if you want to call it curse mm. of, you know, not having a five-star in the class the last couple of years. And, you know, this is a guy that Florida's again in great shape for, and, you know, they really want this guy bad. Yeah. Another one to throw in about that. He's an IMG kid. Aaron. Exactly. You gotta break. That's two curses he's trying to break now. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, Bahan style uh, sends all seems quiet on the Rambo Hunter Jr. front after it looked like he was trending our way. Did something happen? No, I just think that this is what everyone expected his recruitment to look like. You know, he's an impressionable kid. Um, you know, Florida's obviously in great shape there. He's he's been there a billion times on campus. Um, but you know, this is a guy that has, even when he was visiting Florida consistently was still telling reporters that Georgia leads, you know, was still, you know, fielding top tens, top twelves, whatever. So I think he's a kid that's genuinely going to take his recruitment deep. I think Florida is definitely probably the team to beat right now. Georgia's obviously in there, Penn state, um, Alabama, we'll see what happens because he was committed to Miami and has a, a relationship with coach cool. Who's now up there in Tuscaloosa. So I think that he's, you know, Florida's to lose still, but they just need to get him continuing to get him back on campus because this is a kid that's going to have twists and turns and you know it's going to be another weird recruitment that i think is going to if, if the longer it carries out the weirder it's going to get and i think that florida is definitely in there but they just have to you know just kind of continue what they're doing and our last uh, listener question uh, comes from jab 2375 what's our biggest issue on the trail right now you know we kind of hit on that uh, maybe just because some maybe some recruits are waiting for what they see on the field but is there anything else maybe hanging out there blake i think just closing you know just kind of continue to close these guys down. I think that's the biggest thing. That's, that's what fans want to see. They want to see some of these guys that are leaning to Florida actually close it down and, you know, jump, get these guys to jump on board. And I think you're going to see them kind of start pressing for commits, you know, as you know, with a dead period coming, you know, all these things we mentioned earlier, uh, you know, wanting that solid nucleus there. So I think you're going to see them kind of start getting that killer instinct in, a, in the next month or so. Good deal. Good deal. Blake, uh, that's all uh, I have for you. What you guys got coming up on the uh, swamp 24 seven. Uh, you know, just kind of continuing. I'll finish up the last little bit of my, uh, you know, coverage from the campers that were there this past week, and I'll finish my last story on a 2020 kid tonight. Um, you know, continuing to follow coaches that as they continue to, you know, visit some of these spring games. We'll have, Florida will actually have a, a – they'll be seeing a kid out in New York tomorrow. Christian Robinson will be out there checking out recruits and stuff. So these guys are still hitting the recruiting trail. Only a couple more visits left. You know, they've, they've hit a lot of big targets already. And, uh, you know, then it's going to be kind of waiting to, uh, excuse me, to June, whenever they're going to start, you know, these official visits. They'll have a big official visit weekend, uh, the June 1st weekend. And uh, I believe June 2nd is their first uh, weekend camp. So, you know, things are, you know, things are never quiet on uh, Swamp 24-7. <laughs> Absolutely. And, Blake, do we know for sure about uh, Friday Night Lights? Uh, we know that's going to be probably late July if they're happening. Uh, but yeah, it-, it will be, sorry, it will be July 27th, I believe. It'll be right there. The dead period yeah. will end the 25th, and yep. it will be that Friday right after. So July 27th. Okay, okay. So I don't know if it'll be how it was with McElwain where they had you yeah. know, sensational softball. I, I don't know the setup there but i know yeah. that that's the be the day for friday night lights when I mean, coming off that dead period and fall camp starting soon it's going to be nuts around the nation for these kids figuring out where they want to go that weekend. and uh, also it'll be interesting because paradise camp at miami will be that same one so you know there'll yeah. be a lot of common guys on the list i believe just like last year so you know yeah. it's going to be it's going to be a big recruiting weekend and you're going to see a lot of these guys kind of getting you know trying to battle for the same guys to get on campus so you know i think what like, like we said, when things start to kind of die down there heading into the fall, this is the staff's last chance. So they're going to really look to make some impressions and get these guys on campus. 
Yeah, absolutely. Man, Blake, thank you so much uh, for sharing uh, your recruiting knowledge for the Gators and glad you had a good time at the cookouts and uh, we'll definitely have you back on here at Gators Breakdown. Yeah, man, anytime. I'm looking for ribs anywhere, you know, ribs, Fortnite. <laughs> so anything you've got, let me know. All right, Blake, man, thank you so much. Uh, anytime, thanks. All right. Blake Alderman from Swamp 24-7 joining us here. Guys, go to that uh, website, you know, 24-7 Sports Network. Those guys do a good job. But uh, that site I've been a member of for a long time. Enjoy uh, letting them share my podcast on there. Uh, and I uh, uh, just can't thank them enough for all the interaction uh, that we have here. A couple more things I wanted to hit on before we wrap up this episode uh, of Gators Breakdown. Uh, Van Jefferson uh, update, uh, what it holds for him. Uh, coming up for the SEC spring meetings next week in Florida, also signing a deal with South Florida uh, and playing a few games uh, against the Bulls uh, of South Florida. So, of course, I mentioned Van Jefferson, and a lot of people are wondering what the holdup has been. Why haven't we heard anything about his eligibility when we've heard so much about Shea Patterson and the other Ole Miss transfers and how they've gotten past uh, their NCAA eligibility and we'll be able to play for their teams uh, there's a couple of things here I had heard for, uh, and I'd have to go back and check, but I think all those other guys were in the same class uh, and maybe a little easier for them to um, know the fact that Ole Miss was kind of lying to him or maybe Hugh Freeze was lying to him uh, about the recruitment there. But Van Jefferson, I believe, is a class older than those guys. So that could that was a, a potential snag there. Uh, could he use the same uh, excuse or whatever uh, that those guys use? But also, uh, it, it looks like uh, there's a report from the USA Today uh, that the South, uh, the SEC, will be voting on a new rule proposal that will have uh, implications on whether Van Jefferson can be eligible uh, or not uh, coming up. So Florida and Texas A&M uh, both are, are bringing this proposal uh, that would grant immediate eligibility for transfers within the league if a school has received a postseason ban like Ole Miss. Uh, so, you know, for Jefferson, uh, he'd be granted a, a eligibility. If this passes, he'd have to get NCAA clearances as well. Still, it's just not just an SEC rule. He'd still have to get cleared by the NCAA. Uh, but, you know, Florida's just trying to make it easier. And, you know, this, this is kind of a good rule. If, of school like Ole Miss has been put on probation and these guys are not able to play in postseason, they will be able to transfer uh, to and because right now in SEC, you know, there's so many rules about transfer in conference and the SEC didn't like that. So there was a, even if you know, this rule is not passed, maybe they sign get a waiver for Van Jefferson. We'll kind of see what goes there. Uh, but, you know, if this rule is passed, it makes it easier for Van Jefferson to get cleared through the SEC and then, him still having to get cleared uh, from the NCAA. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, the Like I said, Florida and Texas A&M are bringing it up in SEC spring meetings that are next week. Uh, so we'll see how how that goes. Uh, still have to feel pretty good about this, you know, and um, definitely be nice to have Van Jefferson. There's 91 catches for 999 yards uh, on the roster. Well, I think we saw how big of a uh, – weapon he could be from everything we've heard throughout the spring what we saw in the open practices uh so ben jefferson hopefully we'll find out uh I, I doubt we find out next week if he'll be officially eligible or not but once we hear what the sec ruling is going to be if they accept uh the proposal that florida and texas a&m are bringing to the table i think you know if that passes we would have to think ben jefferson gets passed by the ncaa as well uh so everything i think still looks good 
but we'll see uh, where that goes. You never know with the NCAA. So even though all those other guys have been granted uh, eligibility as Ole Miss transfers at their new schools, you still never know what the NCAA is going to do. So wouldn't catch your chickens before they hatch, but I'd still feel pretty good about Van Jefferson being in a Gator uniform and playing this fall. Uh, and as I mentioned, Florida and South Florida agreed to a three-game series uh, to play in Gainesville in 2022 and 2025 and in Tampa in 2023. Um, we had a Quote here from uh, Scott Strickland. Uh, this is a unique scheduling opportunity that allows us to get three games against a quality FBS opponent with two at home and one in a great venue in Tampa. A lot of Gator fans will have the opportunity to attend that game, and we are looking forward to being able to play a regular season game in Central Florida. And Dan Mullen had to say, quote, we are excited to have the opportunity to host South Florida twice in the swamp and also play them in Raymond James Stadium. The Tampa St. Pete area is an important recruiting footprint for us, and our players will love playing another game in an NFL stadium. So you'd have to think, even though um, it's going to be a home game for USF in 2023, you'd still have to think the crowd's going to be predominantly Gator fans, uh, even though it's a South Florida home game, much like Miami when Florida plays in Miami. Uh, you're making those schools – money because you're selling that stadium out because of your fan base, because of the Florida fan base. Uh, so, you know, that, that stadium will be rocking uh, in, in Tampa in 2023 uh, as a home game for South Florida, but we know the Gator fans will probably outnumber there. Uh, but, you know, here's the thing. I, I like that it's not a cupcake opponent those years. I'd still would like to see a bigger name opponent. I'd still would like to see uh, Oklahoma or Ohio State or USC, UCLA, somebody different, somebody, um, you know, we don't get to see the Gators play all too often. But uh, as I said, I, I'm not a big fan of cupcake games. I, I get their use. I get why they're there. Uh, but, you know, I, I still like these big marquee matchups. Last year against Michigan, everybody remembers how exciting that game was. Yeah, it didn't turn out the right way, uh, but it was still an, an exciting time. Everything going into the offseason up, leading up to that game was very exciting. We're going to be excited next year when Florida and, and Miami play in Orlando. That's going to be a fun game to get excited for, uh, especially opening weekend of the season uh, as well. Uh, so, you know, the cupcakes like this year, look, I'm excited because it's Dan Mullen and yes, it's Charleston Southern, but you know, we're excited for Dan Mullen. It doesn't really matter who the opponent is, but most years, uh, the cupcake games don't really do much for me there. So, uh, wrapping up, glad Blake Alderman could join me here, uh, shed some light on, uh, on recruiting. I follow recruiting a lot, but do, I, I don't know it like Blake does. I don't get to follow it like Blake does. So usually when there's a big recruiting event, I bring Blake on. Uh, Blake on and he can uh, help shed light uh, on the recruiting world out there. I follow it enough, but the, the, the games itself, those 12 games before I get to play in the fall, that's kind of where uh, my wheelhouse is and, and what I enjoy most uh, about Gators coverage. Uh, so hopefully guys, we'll, we'll get to hear some good news about Van Jefferson next week. Uh, if the SEC passes that rule, uh, like I said, that's step one, that step gets passed. I think you got to feel pretty good about where Florida stands and Van Jefferson uh, there next week. Uh, look, preseason magazines are out, guys. Uh, the Athlon, the Lindy's, all that good stuff. Um, I'll be kind of, you know, I got my episode or episodes. Well, look at me. I got my uh, magazines late last week, so you know I'll be kind of going through those. And, and, and I did tweet some stuff out about the All American teams, the SEC All American teams uh, from Lindy's and Athlon. Athlon, look, 
in general, Athlon feels better about Florida than Lindy's does. Athlon's big fans uh, of Dan Mullen. You can see it uh, in, in a lot of the summaries that they write about Florida. But look, uh, uh, Will and I, uh, Will, Will should be back with me next week. We're really going to break down these uh, preseason magazines and what you can get. Uh, my favorite part about those magazines, the anonymous coaches talking about other coaches uh, and there. So I'll share my thoughts on those of like what anonymous coaches think of Dan Mullen and uh, what they think about Florida as well. And breaking down what these magazines really are bringing to the table as far as, you know, do we agree with what they're saying? Do we disagree? Uh, and uh, I've already found some interesting numbers uh, in some of those. So definitely, you know, got you guys know out there we like numbers, so we'll be breaking down some of Athlon and Lindy's numbers and and you know breaking them down even further. Uh, what we hear, what we do here uh, on Gators Breakdown. So uh, so thanks to Blake Alderman one more time. Uh, can't do recruiting coverage without him. Really helps us out here on Gators Breakdown. Uh, so guys, we'll catch you next week. And uh, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. <laughs>